thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. We are having the best time around the Word. I tell you what, nothing satisfies like the Word and nothing should thrill us like the Word. Amen. We say this, bring your faith. Bring your expectation today to what you hear. And we purpose to be doers of the Word, right? Yeah. Uh, we invite you to go back and watch the previous episodes. Um, we're on, I believe this is number eight, talking about this same subject. And you know what? It doesn't seem like we've gotten very far because I go and I, I, I kind of lay the groundwork again each episode and then I just go a little bit further. But then I like it all so good I want to keep going over and over and over. So anyway, you just stick with us. We'll get to it all. Well, as much as we should. And uh, we've been looking at something because because health, healing, long life, it belongs to us. But we have to know what the Word has to say about it that's going to affect um, the flow of that in our life. So looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 11, you'll recognize it in starting in verse 23. You'll recognize this passage as dealing with communion, but it deals with so much more here as well. And that's what we're looking at. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 reads, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. And as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily or irreverently shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily or irreverently, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Look at verse 30. For this cause, what cause is Paul talking about? The cause of not discerning the Lord's body. Yes. It was the last phrase in verse 29. For this cause, many are weak, and sickly among you, and many sleep or many die prematurely. Yes. They die before they should. Right. Um, so we want to know if this is a cause why many in the body of Christ is not talking about people that are lost, not talking about sinners. Mm -hmm. 
It's talking about people in the body of Christ. Is If this is the cause why many of us, many are weak, sickly, and dying premature, we want to know <laughs> what does it mean to discern the Lord's body? Well, it's a twofold application to that. The first thing is to discern his physical body of what Jesus bore in his self for our benefit. He bore sickness and disease. He bore the penalty of sin. It was all laid upon him, right? We need to discern that because if we'll discern that he bore it, then we won't put up with it. We won't accept it in our own life. We'll take our stand against it when the enemy tries to put that thing, put those things on us. So when people fail to discern that Jesus took that already for them, this is the why many of them are weak and sickly and many die prematurely because they didn't discern he already paid the price. And things are happening in their body that shouldn't be happening or things are happening in their lives that shouldn't be happening because Jesus already paid the price for that in his own body. Now, the second application of what it means to discern the Lord's body is to discern his body that's in the earth, his body that is made up of the Christians, the body of Christ. Well, part of his body, uh, Christians are in heaven, right? There are people who have died and gone to heaven. They're they're still part of the body of Christ, but we're still part of the body of Christ here. Jesus is the head and we are the body. We need to discern the Lord's body. When we're discerning the Lord's body, this application of the Lord's body, we're discerning what it means to be a member in the body of Christ, to be part of the body of Christ and the supply that we're to bring. Every, every part of your body, your own physical body, every part of it has a supply yes. to bring. It's to, it's to fulfill a function. That's right. There's no part of your body that doesn't function. If it does, it's dead. Right. That part of the body is dead, right? You, somebody might have a, a dead limb, so to speak, or something like that because it's not bringing a function. Right. It's not functioning. It's not supplying as it ought. Well, in the body of Christ, uh, no member is to be without function. Right. Every member is to function and bring a supply, bring a part, bring movement, bring increase to the body of Christ. And so when people don't discern that they are part of a larger picture, they're part of the body of Christ. When they don't discern that, they're not discerning the Lord's body. And for this cause, many are weak, sickly, and many die prematurely. Well, we need to, we need to understand this. Why? So that we don't get on that course. We don't get on that course. Uh, we, we're going to go back again and read a few preliminary verses and we've read them in previous, but we've got to say it again so we can keep going further. First Corinthians chapter 11, where we were reading in verse 30, the Norley translation says of verse 30, because of this indifference, he's meaning toward discerning the body. Because of this indifference, many of you are feeble and sickly and some have died. So it's dangerous to be indifferent about that you are a member of the body. It means this, it needs to be important to you. Not indifferent. You need to make it important to you. Why do we need to make it important to us? Because it's important to God. And anything that's important to him, we make important to us. (laughs) Amen. 
It's important to Jesus how his body functions because the head can only function. The head can only carry out its desires and plans through the body. The head does not act independently of the body any more than in your own physical body. The head doesn't act independent of the body. If the head wants to move somewhere, the body has to cooperate. It's the same thing. For Jesus to make movement, the body has to cooperate. That's right. Amen. Amen. So that's why we can't be indifferent about our role in the body because we are, we are part of the determining factor of the health of the, the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. We're part of the determining factor of what works are done, yes. Yes. what the body is able to accomplish. Amen. Amen. I want you to also see 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18. The King James says, But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it's pleased Him. So what's this mean? You're set. God sets you in the body of Christ as it pleases Him, meaning this is not up for election. It's not up for personal preference. It's not up for decision, up for for our own choice. God sets us in the body. As it pleases him. So number one, he's pleased for us to be part of the body. But also um, when we're occupying the place he sets us, it pleases him. And um, he sets us in a way that it pleases him because that's where we'll function best. That's where we'll produce the most fruit is where he sets us. Now, I want to look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. These we, we have to keep going over and we cannot bypass them because we want you to understand the importance of where you're set in the body of Christ. Ephesians 4, verse 16, the New Living Translation reads, God makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each, listen to this, as each part does its own special work. Now, you have your own special work that you are equipped and authorized and commanded to bring because you're set in the body. And we don't have the right to say, I won't do that work. I won't bring that part. We're not authorized to do that because we're part of the body. We don't, the body doesn't get to decide that it won't do it. I mean, if the head tells, if your head tells your hand, we picking this cup up, the hand is not given the choice to say, no, we don't, I don't, I don't want to. Right. No, it's not convenient for me. Doesn't matter whether it's convenient, we're picking the cup up, <laughs> right? Even so, as parts, we don't get to tell the head. That's right. The head tells the body. The head directs the body. The head leads the body. And the body agrees. And when it agrees, it gets blessed. <laughs> so again, verse 16, Ephesians 4, 16, the New Living Translation, God makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So... Um, I have a part assigned to me. You have a part assigned to you. You cannot pass it to someone else. Now, God may pass it to somebody else when we're not fulfilling our part because he's going to get his job done. But we're not authorized to pass it off to someone else. 
Amen. Amen. And when we do our own special part, look what happens. It helps the other parts grow. So if we don't do our part, then other parts are not um, increased and enhanced and helped as they ought to be. The other parts don't grow as they ought if we're holding back. It says it helps when we do our own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy. So notice this, when we do our own part that we're supposed to bring, we're adding to the health of the body of Christ. If we're not doing it, we're subtracting from the health of the body of Christ and what we sow, we reap. If we sow if we sow help into the body of Christ, doing our part, and the, the body of Christ is healthy because we're bringing our part, our own body, mm-hmm. we'll good. reap what we sow. Yes. But if we withhold bringing our part and makes the body of Christ unhealthy, that's what we'll reap in our body because what we sow, we reap. It's not a punishment by God. It's a law. It's a law of sowing and reaping. That's right. Amen. Then when we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 17, I like how the Norley translation reads. It says, each one should fill the place that God has assigned to him. Should. Should. Amen. Not optional. Should. Should fill the place that God has assigned to him. What's that mean? We're led. He leads us on what our part is. We don't have to figure it out. We are to listen to him. He will direct us and lead us. So we should fill the place that God has assigned to him. And look at this. And to which the Lord has called him. Every one of us are called. That's right. We're not all called to the fivefold ministry to stand in a pulpit and preach, but we're all called to fulfill a place and function in the body. And Paul goes on and says this, this is the rule I lay down in all the churches. Well, if you don't show up at church to hear the rule, (laughs) he said, this is the rule I lay down in all the churches. So he's saying in all the churches I preach in and all the churches I write to, this is the rule given, meaning they're all part of a local church. Being part of the body of Christ. Also, you fulfill that by being part of a local church. Amen. Amen. And notice uh, it says here, as we were reading in Ephesians 4, 16, that now as we do our part, the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Yes. Notice this, full of love. When we do our part toward the body of Christ, we're walking in love. That's when right. we don't do our part in the body of Christ, we're not walking in love. Right. When we're not walking in love, we've stepped into sin. Right. Stay on love territory. Amen. If we step into sin, we get on the devil's territory, then he has a right to attack us. And that's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11, for this cause many are weak, sickly, and many sleep. Why? They're not walking in love toward the body of Christ. They're on the devil's territory and the devil can attack them. And that's why they're weak, sickly, and dying prematurely. Well, praise the Lord. Who would have ever thought that people not bringing their supply to the body of Christ is an act of not walking in love? But that's what the Word says. I said, that's what the word says. When we love the body, we treat it like we love it. That means we don't cause difficulties in the body of Christ. We don't cause difficulties in a local church. 
We don't cause conflict. We don't cause strife. We don't cause confusion. We don't cause offense. We don't, we don't hold to unforgiveness. None of those things. Why? Because we're to be more, we're, the renewed mind is interested in the whole body of Christ, not just me. We have to train ourselves, renew our minds to think in line with how do my actions affect, affect the whole body? How, do, how does what I'm doing and how I'm living affect my local church? Does it help it to grow? Does it hinder it? Does it bring reproach on the local church the way I'm living, what I'm doing, where I'm going, who I'm hanging out with? See, if I'm walking in love, I've got to consider the whole body and not just me. Not just me and my preference. Because I'm part of a whole. You're part of a whole body of Christ. And what an honor. What an honor. And you say, well, I'm not that, that much of a visible part. Well, you're, the organ of your heart's not real visible, but what, how vital it is. <laughs> it's not about visibility. It's not, we're not dismissed from walking in love with the whole body of Christ because we're, we might not be as visible of a part because we're still part. And we need to honor the part we occupy, not diminish it and treat it irreverently or treat it dishonorably. We need to fulfill our part, honor that, that God entrusts us with a role to play in his body. That is a high honor. So we don't want to sow anything else but good into his body because what we sow into his body will reap. That's the law of sowing and reaping. We don't get away from that. If we sow unfaithfulness, we reap that in our own life. If we sow confusion and strife, bickering and causing, causing damage among the brethren in a local church, it's a dangerous business. It's dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. Well, I got my right. No, you don't. No, you don't. You've got your right to be a blessing. <laughs> you don't have a right to get your way because you're, you're a part of a body. And you, we've got to think of the whole body. Amen. We have to think of how I live, how I talk, and what I do and where I go. What effect is that going to have on my brothers and sisters in Christ, on the whole body? You know, sometimes we expect that of our pastor, but that's expected of the whole body. <laughs> we expect our pastor to be mindful, right, of how what they do affects the congregation. Well, what we do affects the congregation. What every member does affects the congregation. So to be a member of the body of Christ, we have a role to fulfill, and the way you're going to fulfill that is not sitting at home by yourself. Now, I'm not talking to someone that's homebound and cannot get out. They can still bring a supply to the body of Christ. They can yes. pray and they can, right. they can be generous and they can encourage other people and they can sow the word in their heart. And they can, but I'm talking, uh, if, if you're at all physically capable of getting out of the house, you say, well, pastor, I'm not. Well, if you can get out to go shopping, you can get out to go to That's church. Right. <laughs> you know? Uh, if you're physically capable, you need to be part of a local church. And you say, if I'm not physically capable, get somebody to help you. Right. Yeah. Help yes. get there and get healed. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> so that you can bring an even greater supply. Yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, but, but I say this, it, it, we cannot be the supply we ought to be without being part of a local church because we can't just sit at home and be by ourselves or just among our own family and say that we're bringing the full supply to the body of Christ when we've alienated ourselves from the rest of the body. Amen. Amen. We need to come together. Let, Let me read you. Let me read you a couple of verses that I have because we can go so many different directions. And I feel like I'm going a bunch of different directions, but they're all good. Listen to this, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24 and 25. Now this is the Amplified Translation. It says, and let us consider and give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another. You can't do that if you sit at home by yourself. Studying how we may stir up, stimulate, and incite to love and helpful deeds and noble activities. Mm. So just saying how we can encourage others in this divine flow of love. Now look at verse 25. Not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers. Where does that happen? It can happen in different locations, but it happens primarily in a local church. You know, you can attend a a ministry convention, a convention, and that is an assembling together. But that's still not something that happens on a regular basis, weekly. The local church is a location where you can go on a regular basis Mm -hmm. and bring your supply to the body of Christ and receive a supply from the body of Christ. So again, verse 25 says, not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers as is the habit of some people. Mm -hmm. Listen to that. That's not pastor preaching. That's the word. That's That's not just me saying something. That's what the word says not forsaking or neglecting. What if somebody forsakes something, they quit doing it altogether. If someone's neglecting it, that means they only do it when it's convenient. They've neglected to do it as they ought, not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together, to assemble together, to assemble together. Why? Because we're part of a body. We need to show the unity of getting together, to assemble together as believers as is the habit of some people. Now look at this last phrase. But admonishing, warning, urging, and encouraging one another. I'm doing all that right now. (laughs) I'm doing all that right now. Admonishing, warning, urging, and encouraging one another. And all the more faithfully that we should be assembling as you see the day approaching. What day? Jesus coming back. That's what it means. So we're, see, we're, we're on that day like no other generation has been on that day. That means uh, getting together, assembling together in the local church is more vital even now. It's always been a command. Always been a vital, but it is critical to our success that we get together, that we assemble together. Why? Because if you don't assemble, how are you going to bring your supply? You say, well, I'll sit at home and pray. Well, that's a measure of supply, but that's not the fullness. 
You know, you can have, you can have an arm that, that might be hindered, something physically in your arm that's hindered, and you might be able to lift a little load, mm-hmm. but you can't lift up something that's heavy. Amen. Well, even so, we don't want to just bring a little bit of supply because there's more we could bring when we get together as the body and assemble. And it matters that we get together. Notice what it says here again. I want, I want to, there in Hebrews, it says that we're in verse 24, Hebrews 10, verse 24, and let us consider and give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another. You can't do that when you're sitting at home by yourself. Right. Right. Why? It's not just about us. It's about others. Right. Yes. How can I encourage them? And you might say, well, you know what? I'm not that spiritually developed. I guarantee you, you're developed more than somebody. Yes. Yes. And not only that, you can just tell somebody, you know what? It was so good to see you today. I was just so grateful that I got to spend time together with you in church. Those kind of words, you have no idea how something even that that sounds that simple can lift somebody because you don't know what's been coming against them all week. So he says, let us consider and give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another. It matters to us yes. that yes. each other are doing well. Yes. I go to, I want to go to church just to say, I want you to know you're important to me. Yes. It matters to me how you're doing now, yes. how yes. your family is doing now. And notice this, studying how we may stir up and stimulate and incite to love and helpful deeds and noble activities, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, meaning you can't do verse 24 without doing verse 25, assembling together. Amen. You are vital to the body of Christ. I don't, you know something, one of the things that the devil does to people is he tries to diminish their value to them. He tries to make people feel unimportant. You are worth the price of Jesus' blood. Nothing more could be paid for you. That's how valuable you are. Don't let the devil diminish that or push that down in your own estimation. You are so important to God. You're important to the body of Christ. The body of Christ needs us. Amen. He needs us all functioning and working where we ought to be together. Amen. Well, before we, uh, before we close today, there may be some of you who you say, Pastor Nancy, I've got pain in my body. I've got symptoms. Maybe some got a bad report from the doctor. I want you to know there's healing for you. There's deliverance for you. There's help for you. And we're here to bring that supply to you. And we want you to receive that supply. So you just release your own faith as I pray. Father, I thank you for my brother. I thank you for my sister. It matters to me. It matters to those of us that are here in this studio audience that everyone watching receives what they need. So Satan, you take your hand off their body. Take your hand off their mind. Take your hand off their family. Take your hand off their children and off their business in Jesus' name. And I say every arena of your life be whole in Jesus' name name. And remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In Nancy Dufresne's classic book, The Greatness of God's Power, 
She teaches how God wants us to know His power that is in our direction. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our annual Holy Ghost meetings in Marietta, California, January 6th through the 11th, 2023 with Nancy Dufresne. We are also excited to welcome Kenneth Copeland and Richard Roberts as our special guests. For more information, please visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.